Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Monday, October 19th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. Just booked my next cleaning. I can't wait because I know it's going to be time well invested. 317-849-2933. The Colts coming off a win yesterday, 31-27 at Lucas Oil Stadium. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals, got off to a slow start. Then came back the last three quarters to pull out the victory. Let's talk to the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Frank Reich. Thanks for joining us, Coach. What are wins for you? Are they less painful opportunities to learn, or are they reasons to celebrate? How do you view them? Maybe both. Yeah, I think it's both. I mean, people who know me know that I'm usually I'm a, a both and kind of guy. You gotta you gotta have the maturity, I think, to look at it both ways. You, you do have to celebrate a little bit, especially maybe going into the bye where you, you know, we're not going to let our guard down. That's really one message to the team. You know, even though it's a bye week, we're not on vacation. You know, we're not on vacation. It's a bye. So we still have our guards up. We're still learning, growing, thinking, getting our bodies right, minds right. So, um, but you do get a rest of, you do get more rest. So in that sense, yeah, celebrate it a little bit, but in another way, we, we got to keep learning. I mean, we got to keep learning. We got to keep getting better. Did the deep shots yesterday to Marcus Johnson, did that open things up underneath? I mean, it's great to get the yards, but was, was the idea to open things up underneath? It did help, um, you know, hit that deep one to Marcus. We had set that up, schemed it up, felt good about it the whole week. Really talked about, you know, just thought we're hoping to get the coverage that we got. That doesn't always happen, um, but we got the coverage we wanted. Uh, Marcus did a good job, Phil threw a great ball, um, you know, and you make a couple of those plays and it does, it does loosen them up a little bit, not only for the underneath stuff, but, you know, for the run game a little bit as well. So um, it's been good to see Phillips' confidence in Marcus throwing the ball deep and, and it's been good seeing Marcus, you know, going up and making plays, you know, going up and making plays. Um, so we got to keep building on that. How do you think you've used Jonathan Taylor so far, and how would you grade his contributions? Um, I think he's. I think we we've used him well. I think yesterday was an example of that. I mean, didn't have a big day rushing the football, but had a hundred plus all-purpose yards. Um, you know, there's a guy coming out of Wisconsin that people think uh, he doesn't he doesn't catch the football. Um, you know, but I think we've used him in the passing game. You know, he's a, he's dangerous with the ball in his hands. So get him in space, let him use his size and speed. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we've done a, a fairly decent job. We could do better. I mean, obviously we can do better. And I think he's doing well. Um, I think he's doing well. I think he's getting better every week, running with more confidence. And, you know, there's he has as good a work ethic and mindset and as conscientious as anybody on the team, even at a very, very mature, you guys know, you've talked to him, a very, very mature young man and uh, a great teammate. So feel really good about where he's at and the trajectory he's on. So a lot of no huddle and shotgun yesterday for Phillip Rivers. Is that his happy place? Um, yeah, we, we certainly, he does thrive in it. I mean, I was with him for three years before. And we basically were no huddle for three years. I mean, to tell you the truth, for, for the better part of three years, we were, now we weren't always up tempo, but we basically didn't huddle for three years. And I don't think we're going to get to that. Um, you know, I think we want to mix it up. 
um, it, it did give us, it did give us a spark. Um, you know, I just think we, I, I just think when you get one dimensional and that can mean a lot of different things, unless you're just a superpower, you know, unless you're just, unless you're just better than the other team at every position and we're a good football team, but I don't think there's any team in the NFL that can just line up and say, we're going to do the same thing on every snap and it doesn't, and we don't care if you know. So I think our MO will be to continue to mix it up. And, and then that's the art of it. You know, how much do you do? I mean, is it 10%? Is it 30%? Uh, if we get hot, do we go a whole game with it? Those are, those are the coaching decisions that you got to make in the course of a game and of the season. We don't get to see Jacob Eason like at all. How's he developing? Yeah, no, he's obviously in all the meetings. Um, He's not getting a whole lot of scout team reps. That's pretty normal. As the year goes on, he'll start to get some scout team reps. Jacoby takes most of those because he's the second priority to get him ready. Uh, Jacob does a good job of getting engaged. Philip does a really good job with Jacoby and Jacob. You know, they have a lot of side meetings. This is the part as as a player, I can just tell you as a former player, this is where the gold is at for Jacob, that he's in there early with Philip and Jacoby, and they're watching the third down tape by themselves, drawing up the plays, you know, talking it through the three of them. And they're doing that for red zone, and they're doing that in our base game plan. Jacob's going to learn a lot from being in our meetings as a, in our offensive unit meetings, and he's going to learn a lot from being out of practice and getting work. But some of the mental development, the, the most mental development, this is at least with my experience as well, was being in the quarterback room with, <clears throat> with just the quarterbacks, hearing the thought process from a player's perspective all the time. I'm just telling you, that is gold. And he's getting that from Philip and Jacoby in ways that are, is really will be really significant as growth. And then after practice, uh, you know, he's doing a great job of working hard. You know, he stays after every practice, throws. Um, sometimes I go down there with him and watch him and kind of work through it with a little bit with him, but mostly it's Marcus. Um, but he's doing a great job. Thanks, Coach. It's Frank Reich joining us. Colts, they've got 13 days until their next game against the Detroit Lions. We'll see what those 13 days bring. You know, we're in one of those periods where we really don't know day-to-day what's going to happen. And because of that, We have got to keep a positive outlook. I decided yesterday, as I was watching that game from the press box, 21-0, the Colts are down. I'm like, you know what? i got to be more positive about things. I'm wearing myself out with negativity. We've got all this unrest about COVID. We've got a presidential election coming up. All of this stuff. We're not sure what to be upset about and what to be happy about. You know what? I'm going to choose to be happy about the Colts. I'm going to choose to be happy about sports. Sports for us as fans are frivolous. For coaches like Frank Reich and for players, they're not frivolous. It's a profession for those guys, and it's really important to them that they succeed at their profession, right? Because if not, how are they going to provide for their families? For us, though, we can be positive. We can see the silver lining around the cloud. We can choose to do that. We can choose to look at yesterday's game and say, you know what? They won. What do we want? It counts as a win. At the end, do we remember the style with which a team won? Like when we look back on this 2020 season, 
in 2021 or beyond, are we going to look back on that win against the Bengals and say, oh my God, that was the game? They got down 21 nothing before they roared back in order to win. Boy, that first 15 minutes and 10 seconds of that game, that was terrible. What a waste of my time to watch that. Is that what we're going to think? No, we're just going to see the W, and that's it. And good for us, because that's all that matters. No injuries to speak of. That's a good thing. And, and so they're going to go into the bye week and maybe pick up some momentum and then go play the Lions, hopefully win that game, and they finish this sect of the season 5-2, and two, which is what we thought was going to happen anyway before the road gets really difficult. But let's not talk about that now. Let's talk about the Colts and being the team that's 4-2, and two, winning twice as many as they've lost. We know that, what, the, uh, over, the, over the first six weeks, their opponents have cobbled together a 12-23-1 and 23 and 1 record, right? And the teams that they've got coming up after the Lions, those four teams, something like 20-2. and two. That ain't good. But you know what? It's an opportunity. It's a challenge. Why don't we look at it that way, all right? Uh, Indiana University announced today uh, that they're not going to have any tailgating activities whatsoever in the parking lots surrounding Memorial Stadium which we didn't think was going to be the case. You know what? Hey, it's Indiana, right? We've been going to tailgates forever and not going to the games, so maybe that wasn't going to be an issue and people are going to show up and have a great party during the afternoon, watch a game on TV, and then go home. That's not going to be allowed to happen. No tailgating activities whatsoever in the parking lot. No fans in the stands other than support staff and family and, and a few select people being allowed in to watch games beginning this Saturday against Penn State at Memorial Stadium. Penn State, the eighth-ranked team in the country, big test for the Hoosiers. Michael Penix at all going to show up and do what they can. And you know what? Over the years, Indiana people, Indiana graduates, Indiana students, Indiana kind of boosters, we've been a little bit down on the Hoosiers and the opportunities that Indiana has had that Indiana fans have had to celebrate their successes because there, frankly, haven't been too many of them. Indiana leads Division I football in losses all time. That's hard to get around. But you know what? This is a new day. It's a new season. Why are we going to choose to be negative and cynical and pessimistic about the Hoosiers when we don't know what this team is going to be? Why do we say at best they're going to be 4-4? Four and four? I know they got games against Penn State and Michigan, and Ohio State, and Wisconsin, and then four other Big Ten teams, including Purdue. You know what? You can find reason for cynicism, but why not be hopeful and say, you know what, let's run the table. Let's go 8 no and go to the national championship. Why, why can't Indiana do that? Who put that bean in our bonnet that Indiana can never be that team other than, you know, 120 years of history? But Let's not go there. Let's just talk about this. Let's wrap ourselves up in the future, not in the past. Let's not be cynics. Let's not be pessimists. Let's be happy and gay and fun and light and all those things. And let's have a smile on our face as we think about Indiana football. All right. Uh, Jeff Brom and Mike Babinski, they spoke to the media today about Jeff Brom's confirmation that he has COVID. He tested uh, positive for COVID with the antigen test, and then it was confirmed with a couple of subsequent tests 
And so his ability to participate on the sidelines is in doubt this Saturday, and it should be because we got to take this virus seriously. This virus is much more important than a football game. And that's the way it is, whether you're playing Iowa, who the Boilermakers are playing, or, you know, Houston Baptist. It's really important. I don't even know if they have a football program, Houston Baptist. But anyway, it's really important that we take the virus seriously, that we try to mitigate spread, that we try to, you know, take good care of one another. And part of that responsibility lies with the people in our midst who are infected, take it seriously, and show a responsibility toward their fellow man. That's important. So uh, Jeff Brom likely not to be on the sidelines this Saturday, and that's a good thing. Is uh, They're going to be fine, Purdue will. And you know what? When you're in charge of something, if you're good at it, what you've done is prepare your people to operate in your absence. If you're a manager, what you want to do first is create a department that can su- succeed as you leave. That's part of the responsibility, and hopefully Jeff Brom has done that at a high level. Uh, tonight, Monday Night Football, a couple of games. we got the World Series coming up, all kinds of sports. College basketball just about six weeks away. Indiana begins play on November 30th. See what happens. That'll be in Nashville, North Carolina at the Maui Classic. Born under a bad sign, man. When you got to play college basketball games that should have been in Maui, All of a sudden, you're playing them in Asheville, North Carolina. What? We'll talk to you tomorrow morning about it. Breakfast with Kent. Top of the hour at 8 o'clock. Every single morning, we're live on Facebook, and then we're live again on Periscope and and Twitter because it's a show so nice we do it twice. So there you go. And we're going to be positive for as long as we can be. I grew up a Chicago sports fan. It wasn't easy growing up being a fan of the Cubs and the Bears uh, Blackhawks wasn't too bad, but they never won a cup during my youth. Uh, the Bulls, that wasn't too happy either. They were always the second or third best team in the West, and that's the way it went. Anyway, being a Chicago sports fan has never been easy, and that's how you develop the hide of a cynic. I'm going to try to shed that hide and become a better person, more generous, and a happier person as I watch sports kind of a sociological experiment. We'll see if I uh, if I pass this sociology test, which I got to tell you, when I was at Indiana University, S100 with Elton Jackson as a professor, I didn't pass a lot of tests. Hopefully, I'm able to pass this one. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.